0: This episode of Bounce Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays, if you're looking for them in BKFC, you gotta be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing, $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible, it is what works for you, and this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets, you can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram, and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buys. All right. On this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be chatting with an individual who is readying to compete at BKFC 55. That goes down on November 18th in Leeds. We've got Luke Atkin knuckling up and towing the line against Darren Hendry and great having Darren on the show for the first time. How's everything going, man? You having a solid day?
1: Yeah, all good. Um... Just finished. I finished training um, about an hour ago, and now I've got my boxing session um, in about half, half, half an hour, something like that, to finish the night off with. So, yeah, all systems go at the minute. It's the last little tweaking, last little touches. And, yeah, feeling good, my man.
0: Yeah, well, that's great to hear. And I appreciate you, you know, working me into your schedule and everything, and just giving the context with this being in fight week and everything. So, yeah, thank you so much for that, man.
1: No problem, you're
0: welcome. But I guess one question that I had right from the rip, because I mean, tapology shows that you have a certain amount of bare knuckle fights, but I saw you had a post a few months ago talking about how your second, quote, legal bare knuckle fight was four years ago. How many bare knuckle boxing fights have you had overall, you'd say?
1: Um, for legal bare knuckle fights this will be my 8th, Tapology and box wreck have actually got that wrong because I don't think they declared um, a couple of them I don't know why or whatever or they just, uh, who knows maybe the, the, the right palms weren't greased or something like that but 3 or 4 of them aren't actually on Tapology. I've never even, to be honest I don't even I don't google myself but a few people have said I've got like a record of 3 and 1 or 4 and 1 but it's actually a bit higher like 7 and 1 or something like that uh, six and one so this will be yeah this will be my eighth but um that's legal professional bare knuckle fighting i mean if it, if it was to talk about actual bare knuckle fights it'd probably be one well in the hundreds you know <laughs> yeah yeah
0: no i just thought to ask because i mean i was gonna say maybe you'd be amazed but maybe not like how many aggregators out there don't exactly have all of the bare knuckle fights of fighters out there nowadays, I mean, maybe that's just part of the growth of the sport and it'll get refined over time, but that's a bit more of a common thing than you would think, just as far as, like, actually recording all of the bare-knuckle fights.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, the people that know, like, close friends the people that have followed me um you know freedom even from my amateur glove boxing days then they know how many fights i've actually had I mean, to the to the common armchair fan it, it probably look and think oh he's only had four or five but obviously the numbers are great but you know i don't dwell on shit like that it doesn't really doesn't really fucking bother me excuse my language don't really bother me you know what i mean i know what i've done and everyone else knows what i've done so is what it is
0: yeah well that's just exactly it and even in doing that research on you like you talked about the amateur boxing experience I was seeing that you'd had some amateur fights and it seemed like got into bare knuckle after having been released after a stint in prison like how did all that go like what was the timeline transitioning from the two sports I guess
1: um, so, I, I don't know what it's like in the States, but in the UK, we have this thing called, I, th- I think it might be the Golden Gloves or something in the, in the US. In here, we have the ABA. The, I think it's called the ABA, I don't know what it's called anymore, but it's like the, apart from the Olympics, that's like the highest thing. And I won something called the Southern Counties, because I'm down south in the UK, like not far from London. I won like the Southern, the Southern Championships, and then unfortunately, I got stabbed um, with a. Well, with a kitchen knife in a street fight and before I went into the semi-finals or the finals of the actual ABAs um, oh yeah I, I had all these stitches in me I was like yeah oh, fuck it I will still fight I don't care and the, the coach was like "No, nah. you know like I say I don't know what it's like in the US but in the UK the amateur box is very prim and proper and you have to abide by all their rules and obviously there's me turning up with like you know stab wounds and stitches all in me that, like you know you, can, you can't fight so that put her down, and that's like the pinnacle of amateur boxing to win the ABA. I start apart from the Olympics, obviously. That's like the, the pinnacle to to win. Um, so that was that was put on hold. Then I, I a, the, another thing, good thing is called the Harringay Box Cup, which is like Europe's largest boxing competition. And then I went into that, and luckily enough, I didn't actually get stabbed for that one. You know, I had a clean bill of health for that one. And... I ended up winning that, winning like the gold medal at my category, which is which is heavyweight. Um, and then not too long after, I ended up going like a remand in prison for a little while, only like five or six months. Um, and then I came out, and I had one more amateur fight, literally from getting off the couch, lying down in prison for six months. I literally came out, and then a month later, I was having another uh, amateur glove fight. And I think I was 29 years old at the time, and I was like... You know, boxing for a little plastic trophy, it's not really, I want to start earning some money, you know, I, I enjoy my boxing, I enjoy my fighting, I need to start earning a few quid, and my friend put on a better knuckle show, so the last amateur fight was in the March, then the better knuckle show was in the April, obviously I was fit because I, I was training for, you know, getting out of Nick and having my last amateur fight, so... My friend put on a bare knuckle show, and I ended up falling in love with it, you know. I, um, I, the, the guy I fought, he was, he was a bit of an idiot, to be honest, but I, I just I patched him up in like eight seconds, and uh, I, I just sort of got the buzz
0: for it, from, the bug for it from, from then on, you know? Yeah, and I love to hear that. It also seems like you're still active in glove boxing, too. Like, I saw you had a fight somewhat recently against Calvin Abdul. It seemed like another situation where there was a bit of something with the opponent after the fact.
1: Do you know what? He was, just, he was just a dickhead, you know. Um, I, I took a glove fight because, you know, obviously I'm signed to BKFC and we can't fight other people. Well, it's the biggest, best promotion out there, so I wouldn't want to fight in any other shows so to be honest with you anyway. But glove fights... We could still do, and I, I just do it because it was just something to keep me ticking over, keep me out of trouble, give me something to train for, you know, give me keep me in the gym, something to train for. And this guy had been, he'd been knocking people out left, right, and centre. This this Calvin, whatever his name was, and but he was just the worst fighter ever. You know, he just he he. It was like Deontay Wilder on steroids. He wasn't a boxer. He just came out, just swinging left, right, just swinging punches. I couldn't get a rhythm going. I mean, I managed to win. He brought me down to his level, you know, when someone's, I'd rather someone half decent in the UK when they suck their teeth. I don't know if they do it in America, but they like yeah. their teeth and shit like that, like a proper attitude thing. And I was like, what's your fucking problem? And, uh, and he, he gave me the proper attitude. so I was like, would you want to go outside we'll out there then? You know, I just thought it was very disrespectful to act like that. I, I gave the proper courtesy to, you know, shake his hand, congratulate you know, him, you know, commiserate him, whatever. And he didn't a proper attitude problem, you know, which I, which I didn't take too kindly to, but... You know, it's, it's forgotten about now, uh, you know, we move forward, and it kept me in good stead. It was good to get the three rounds under my belt, you know, the oxygen tank was there. It was, it was a bit of a kick up the arse, because I did perform good. So it gave me a bit of a wake-up call to get ready for this fight, if you know what I'm saying.
0: Well, I was actually just going to ask about that. I was going to ask, because it seemed like based on how you were discussing that last fight, it was almost like, well, you used the phrasing, like, I kind of fought down to his level, like does that previous fight almost like serve like a composure sort of thing in this upcoming fight at, you know, the event and whatnot?
1: I'm not really want to look at game plans as such, because like Mike Tyson said, everyone's got a game plan till to get punched in the fucking face, haven't they, you know? Yeah. But when when you're boxing someone that doesn't know what they're doing, if you're someone that's, you know, got an amateur pedigree or they've got a- A good unlicensed pedigree, or they're an ex-pro. You sort of you can fathom how they're going to fight, but when you've got someone like that who doesn't even know what he's going to throw, it's quite tricky to get to. to, You have to sort of like do on the day. You know, you can't spar with, you can't find suitable sparring for idiots like that because it's just. But when I won the Harringay Cup, which I previously said that was at heavyweight, so You down, one below super heavyweight, and this glove fight I had the other day was at heavyweight, um, and I'm only six foot one, and boxing at heavyweight, I'm not, I'm not a natural heavyweight. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big lad. I walk around at like a 10 150 kilograms. I'm quite muscular, not I don't lift weights for reasons, but I'm just naturally you know, it's all well and good if you're a bodybuilder, but not if you're a fighter that has to make weight limits. You know, I carry quite a lot of muscle and you know, I, I just felt quite slow and sluggish. And I was carrying a few uh, extra extra bit of weight, so it, it, was, it was sort of give me the way I could wake up call that I'd fight better and look at a big trimmer. And you know, it's not, it's not a, a vanity competition, but one of my is more active. I move more,
0: and yeah, it just it just gave me the incentive to to get a bit of weight down, you know. Yeah, for sure. I love hearing all that, and it seems like you've been able to get in a lot of quality work as of late. But also just in general, like I mean, just even kind of grouping into the last few months, like it seems like Mercer's gym was a place that you've gotten in some good Saturday morning punch ups in at. But also seemed like you were out in Thailand for a bit with Phuket Top Team and. Everything like that. I also saw we you saw you rather with Joe Goodall getting in some great work with a WBC champion. So can you speak about all of that work? I suppose.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on then. that was after that. That was last January. That was a. Uh, Obviously, I lost my I lost the fight in, against Anthony Holmes for so like the BKFC Cruiserweight title, whatever it was. I lost that in the November, and I just thought, Do you know what? I'm gonna go back to basics, like Rocky Balboa. I'm just gonna go out on my own to Thailand and just train by myself. I was running up mountains, as you say, sparring people like Joe Goodall, who even though boxing glove boxing is completely different to bare knuckle, it's still good to get rounds with with experienced tough guys like that. And he, Joe was an absolute gentleman. A semi- Bernard Ga who was who's, who's uh, another Pro boxing champion who's, who's fought some really good good guys I mean When you're rubbing shoulders With people like that And having the same Warriors mentality As like Spartans like that it, it rubs off on you You know And I'm not Even though Tyler Trust me Does have some uh, distractions I, I did live that Spartan warrior mindset You know When I came back People were like Ah oh, did you get up to this Did you do that When you was out in Tyler I was like No I really didn't I was quite boring I just I went there for a purpose And that's what I done I came back And I got the win You know this, this time around, I haven't been as fortunate to go to Thailand. I've actually stayed in the UK, but I've still been having that same work, I think. Just still pumping every day, still training every day, you know?
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. And I mean, yeah, just illustrating the tons of great work you're able to get in wherever you happen to be at, for sure, and all that. And you were kind of mentioning the BKFC UK title bid there a touch earlier, like as much as it didn't necessarily pan out in like that you know, outcome binary of a win or a loss I would think that there would be certain lessons to be learned from an experience like that or vying for a title like that like were you able to glean certain things from that, like some lessons taken away I suppose You
1: know, I could sit here all day long like some people do and blame it on this and blame it on that, at the end of the day it's a bare knuckle fight, I got beat by the better man on the night, I've had days where I've been better than to win. you know it's um, my only criticism this isn't an excuse it's just the only thing i could i could think One place. Just for that, that, that like minute or 30 seconds to a minute, my eyes were fucked. I thought, you know, fighting blind is just not good, you know. I know people say, go out in the shield, you know, you don't ever do this. You go out, you wait until you die. My vision, or you know, being able to see, is probably more important than being a hero, you know. If you can't fucking see, you can't see, you know. And not only that, I mean, the, the, I thought it was, again, again, I don't know, you're using pounds in America, and here we use kilograms. I got told the fight was at 90, so... 90 even 90 is a big weight cut for me and then they said no it's 88 so two kilograms don't make a difference doesn't sound like a different a, 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 a big weight uh, a, you know a big gap but when you're already fucked, and then they said no it's, it, you have to lose an extra two i wasn't in the sauna like six times
0: Yeah, no, I get where you're coming from for sure, and I was seeing a post you had relative to this upcoming fight here where you were, I guess, being very complimentary of your opponent's extensive amateur background, just like yourself there, and just talking about some of the, you know, various titles that, you know, have been won in the sport of bare knuckle on his end, so, I mean, I guess in saying all that, like, do you foresee this being a fight where there can be that combination of really showing off the, I guess, proficiency of technique, but it also being a barn burner?
1: boxing ...and glove boxing are two different sports completely. Two different sports completely. I mean, you get pro boxers, they come over and think, oh, he's, he's an ex-British champion, he's ex-this, he's, he's going to come over. Bare knuckle boxing, bare knuckle fighting is bang, violence from the get-go. If you haven't got time to compose yourself, to dance around, to feel your opponent out. It's bang, straight in, let's, let's fucking, let's go for it, you know? We can sit there dancing around, flirting with each other and the finer aspects of the Queensbury rules. But if you want to see violence... If you like your violence, violence style, the tune in to bannockle fighting because that's what it is. It's from the get-go, you know. It doesn't mean I'm not going to stay my game plan, but I'm just going to go running, rushing, charging like a bull. But there's going to be none of this fucking stepping around each other and flicking jams out and shit like that. You know, I'm not made of glass. I, I can take a shot, and I'm going to go for it, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that comes across for sure in your fights and Everything I, I like, definitely that, you know, desire and, you know, passion and everything like that. And I was seeing something a little bit ago that I, you know, I guess thought to get insights on as we're kind of getting close to the end of the interview. But I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't get some insights on it. It looked like you were involved in a short film a few months ago, or at least you'd shared a clip around then for fight or flight film. I'm curious to get some insights on that a bit.
1: Yeah, man, it's, uh, i actually got like a scout in, well, one of my friends, uh, uh, God rest in Dave Courtney. He's he's like a well known English villain, celebrity, criminal, type thing. He recently just passed away. But I sent friends with him and I actually got a, like a random message off some like director guy. And I sort of like got head um, uh, and they said would you like to be in a film? And it took me the whole of um a millisecond to say yes, fuck yes, I'll do that. is playing none other than a bare knuckle fighter. But it was oh, my, 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 my 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 part was literally um, less than a minute I think but it was, it was a good good thing to get into and I, I think I've done a good job because they've asked me back for like a, for some more and I've also been in a couple of other films since then so maybe once uh, I get too damaged from the bare knuckle fight in the, the, the movie game might be something to get involved in you know
0: Yeah well glad you enjoyed the experience it sounded like an exciting. Sort of thing, for sure. I mean, just even seeing the isolated clip, but definitely more so as you kind of gave the context there. So that's cool that you're interested in perhaps some more gigs of that variety down the line.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 100%. It's another revenue to go down, you know? But by the time I get into movies, I might have my eyebrows hanging off, my ears hanging off, my face lined <laughs> up, but you know, if anyone needs a new Quasimodo, you know, give me a shout.
0: I'd probably add a certain level of character, depending on like what they're having you as in there, I suppose. I mean, uh, whenever I get asked, one of the few films I've done is either a boxer
1: or like a villain, like a like a criminal, you know, something <laughs> like stereotyping me. Why can't they they put me as Prince Charming?
0: You know. Oh yeah, I mean, I can only imagine like what roles I would get if I was an actor. I feel like there would be a certain dynamic with being typecast, almost. Like it's like, damn, like I feel like I could, you know, kind of flesh out other roles here, other personas, almost. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fun, though. I mean, great to hear that that was an enjoyable experience. But like I was kind of saying before, Darren, definitely want to be mindful of your time and schedule, man. So I guess just in saying that, do you maybe have like a final parting thought you'd want to add as we're wrapping up here?
1: Um, No, just tune in for, uh, Saturday night. And, you know, the, obviously the time zone's different over in the, the States, but... You know, you want to you want to see to see some bone on bone bare knuckle fighting. shooting? man. I, you know, I'm not going in there to take prisoners. I'm going in there for the win. Um, just like to thank my sponsors: WD Construction, of Brothers Scaffolding, Club TLC, Lap Dancing Club, from All the Shot, Infinity Paving, Brett Davison Carpets Floor, and Flooring, Silverback CBD, and Muay Thai
0: Royalty uh, Clothing Brand. Yeah, some great sponsors, and love to hear that, love to hear all the support and everything, and just really appreciate you coming on Bare Knuckle Radio and giving some great insights, Darren, definitely. Uh, I'm sorry, at
1: House of Boo, like makeup artist, but uh, uh, in a lady salon in the Hampshire, Surrey area of the UK. Sorry, I forgot that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, no need to be sorry at all. I mean, just illustrates the point even further. A lot of great people on board supporting the journey, and November 18th will be the next step in that with BKFC Fifty-five leads. So again, to reiterate, thank you for coming on Bare Knuckle Radio and giving great insights ahead of this Luke Atkin fight. I'm looking forward to checking that out when it goes down. But until then, you enjoy the rest of your day, Darren. Thank you. you take care. God bless. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting. Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys. You get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buys.